Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast. Podcast that's here with your Valentine's Day hint. Buy your date a dozen amiibos. If they break up with you, go find a, a better date. <laughs> hey, but also uh, amiibos. So yeah, that, that's get, an investment vehicle. That's a retirement yeah, vehicle. It, those are guaranteed to increase in value, like time life commemorative plates or baby uh, that, babies. Nothing says I love you like a Target exclusive amiibo, uh, Rosalina and Luna amiibo. That is true, actually. Yeah. And, and and you know what? If your significant other doesn't get that, wasn't meant to be. Yeah. They they weren't they weren't the right one for you. No, they didn't know you. Ah, Where you've been. How long you had been to... there? <laughs> what you had to do to get from where you were to oh, where you are now? Turns oh. into an iguana and eats somebody. <laughs> I, I'll be honest, though. Like, with Amiibos, I've just pre-ordered all the ones I want to get from Wave 2. And I'm resisting the urge to buy too many. And I, I don't look at it as something that needs to be gifted. Like after wave one sold out, I look at it mechanically now, like, okay, <clears throat> I need to buy these. You know, if you got one for me, okay. But I really just have to add these to the collection. I'm just saying if I have a uh, set of still in box, unopened fire emblem amiibos, that's $200 in my pocket. True. Cash money. is not retirement money. Cash still two hundred dollars in my pocket. True, two hundred dollars I didn't do. And if I buy in large enough quantities, then we're talking retirement money. You can turn that into into other investments. That's how investing works. You start out small, <laughs> you know, something with sure sure return. Build up your uh, your nest egg, and then you can go after uh, more lucrative, more uh, financially, shall we say, uncertain. Uh, endeavors like the stock market. I, 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 I personally am a, uh, today, a low today risk you, investor. Today, today you're buying shares in Nintendo uh, through Amiibos. Tomorrow, <laughs> through ins- through insider trading of your own investment, um, you can invest in Nintendo on the Nasdaq. I don't see where the problem with this is. You just need to spend enough money to do it. <laughs> Plus, you get some sweet ass amiibos. I mean, what the fuck? Do, why are you naysaying this, Dylan? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? It's so the perfect margin, on every level. The margin isn't enough to be like. It's crazy if you can sell one you amiibo can, for you like. You can double your investment. It's not crazy. Look on Amazon. Why am I the only one planning these things out? Follow the money. <laughs> Just saying, doubling your investment on a single figure. To make a contract Ooh. with a ghost, you have to kill the contract, so it's a ghost contract. That is absolute fact. And gay sex is sex with a gay man. Oh. All right. So we we came. <laughs> we're recording on a great day because uh, the news is just all right there. I don't even have to look for it. Um, we're recording this on Tuesday, which means this morning um, I saw the reports in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, highfalutin. That um, the rumored deal between Sony and Marvel is official. Um, Marvel does now have the rights to co-produce Spider-Man films with Sony. Um, The impetus for this is apparently the Amazing Spider-Man movies have not done as well as they would have hoped. No. They just immediately did a reboot after they, you know. If you reboot the reboot, then you've got a reboot of a reboot. Exactly. 
So that didn't go over well. Um, so they're looking to Marvel to say, hey, uh, you make good comic book movies. Maybe you can make Spider-Man good. And they're like, yeah, I guess we can. <laughs> um, but the real um, sort of bullet point for this story isn't that Marvel's going to be making Spider-Man movies because, you know, we're still a few years away from seeing um, the fruits of that. Mm-hmm. What the real bull- bullet point is, is that uh, people are already saying that, uh, and this has been rumored for a while, but it, it appears like it's going to happen now, that Spider-Man was going to be in the Captain America Civil War movie, which makes sense if you're familiar with the the storyline in the comic books, because uh, Spider-Man has a big part in that arc, as well as uh, Captain America and Iron Man. So in addition to this being ostensibly, you know, Iron Man 4, even though Captain America's name is, you know, on the on the title card, um, it's also going to be, you know, Spider-Man two and a half. But it's not going to have Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man They're They're going to be picking a new actor. Hmm. And someone on Twitter, um, I retweeted earlier, but I don't remember who it was, but they I think it was Clifford Chapin uh, said that what they should do is that they should not announce who the new Spider-Man is. And just uh, let people see it in Civil War when he takes off his mask, huh? Because that was uh, that was like one of the big you know images from the Civil War comics was uh, Spider-Man revealing his identity to everybody. Because the the story behind Civil War, and I'm gonna try and spoil this as little as possible, is that um, basically there's a movement for a superhero registration act, which the events in that in the comics are different from what I imagine it will be for the movies. I imagine that the movies, the impetus will be off of something that happens in Avenger to Avengers two, since civil war is coming out next year. Mm. Remember uh, if only soup, only uh, superheroes are outlaws and only outlaws will be superheroes. Exactly. Um, but anyway, uh, Captain America and Iron Man never had uh, the same side of any argument end up on different sides of that discussion as well. So it becomes an Avengers Civil War and all this and, and Spider-Man shows up. Um, but there's also been reports that Spider-Man will be in one of the two or both of the uh, Avengers Infinity War films as well. But the other cool thing hmm. is that this kind of opens the door to maybe somewhere down the line, if they haven't, you know, had preliminary talks about this already, um, Marvel may be striking a similar deal with Fox for the X-Men because huh. uh, there are already X-Men characters that are on lease from Fox. Uh, they're mm-hmm. going to be in Avengers two and, uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet witch. And there's no way you can really get around, um, those two characters being a part of the X-Men universe, because if you were to ask me or, you know, many other people to say, okay, well, who's Qu- uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch? And, you know, tell me in a sentence. So I know why I should care about these characters. You say, oh, well, they're Magneto's kids. Yeah. Um, so you can't really get around that since that's, I mean, they do have, you know, unique powers and they're going to fit specifically into the storyline and everything in a, in a very particular way, but it's still one of those things. They are mutants. Uh, as of right now, Marvel can't even use the term mutants in any of their cinematic stuff, which is weird. really because in, yeah. in terms, in terms of film and TV, Fox owns those rights. Wow. I didn't realize it was that general though. It's like even the word mutant couldn't be. 
I, I read that somewhere that yeah, they can't even they can't even call them mutants in Avengers too. They're gonna have some other term. Mm. Uh, but but having that deal exist at least sets up some sort of framework where a Fox deal could, you know, potentially exist where you could see, you know, the other X Men, you know, specifically, you know, Wolverine show up in uh yeah. later Avengers movies. Well, we'll we'll see. That's just uh, conjecture for now. But that's that's some cool news. I'm at least excited for Spider-Man movies not sucking going forward. Yeah, that's that's the that's the real headline here. Uh, future Spider-Man movies may be good. Yes, strong strong possibility here. That is very cool. Never really never really thought I'd see that happen. If I'm honest. No, but I'm I'm glad it's happening and. Honestly, I know that, uh, you know, that some of the other rights, you know, like Fantastic Four and stuff like that still exist with other places. But they, you know, that there's enough of a track record with Marvel films um, where people should look at the landscape and say, yeah, it would be worth, you know, licensing this out back to Marvel so we can make a better product and this is mm-hmm. money for less work. Um We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, the other thing, and this broke literally like an hour and a half ago or so, uh, as of the time that we're recording this, but um, John Stewart announced that he is going to be leaving the Daily Show later this year. Um, mm. So that will end his reign as uh, TV's most trusted news anchor. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know who's in second because it sure as hell isn't Brian Williams. <laughs> It's um, it's kind of weird that this comes so soon on the heels of Stephen Colbert leaving. Um, yeah, I had a similar thought. Um, it did seem a little. It was interesting. Yeah, because I've I've gotten into watching the nightly show, which was the replacement for the Colbert Report, and I actually really like like when Larry Wilmore was on the Daily Show, he ended up being kind of like usually playing a particular character mm-hmm. playing himself, playing a particular character in this, it's sort of a, a nightly talk show type of thing, which depending on the guests they have can be interesting or it can be stupid. Um, but it's actually, I, I think it's actually interesting because he does this keep it a hundred bit, which, you know, like people are expected to kind of, uh, you know, go off uh, script to a certain mm-hmm. degree. Um, and, you know, I, I only mentioned that just because it's one of those things like I wasn't really sure about like, well, okay, you know, whatever they, re- whoever they replace uh, the Colbert report with, you know, I may not end up watching it. I'm kind of feeling the same thing about the daily show. Like, Yeah. I should point out that that it's not keeping it 100, but I can't pronounce it any less white than you can, Dylan. So, <laughs> no, he actually says it like that. He, well, he actually, I understand, but that's, I understand that's what he says, but that's actually not what it is. No, he actually. Yeah, I, I I understand, but that that ex, that existed before uh, the nightly show, and it exists outside. No, no, of he, he he explains it, and he says it both ways. Yes. Uh, but, but I, I cannot say it in in any less of a white fashion. So. <laughs> well, and that's why I like like he on the Daily Show, he was kind of like the 
the minority senior minority correspondent or whatever. And he mm-hmm. kind of played that shtick and he kind of like, he kind of goes into that, that bit mm-hmm. now and then, but it's really like if, if he'd stuck to that, it would be one note. So I actually think, um, that may be where it comes from, but he is, you know, like he pronounces it both ways. So it's not meant to be like a, um, particular dialect sort of thing. Yes. Yes. Understood. Um, where was I? I have no idea. In your room. Yes. Uh, anyway, like <laughs> I, I think it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, but really like, I'm just waiting for, I'm also waiting for uh, John Oliver's show to come back on HBO. So, you know, for season two, mm-hmm. that that's been really good. And that kind of like the nightly show that ends up going in more long form segments instead of um, short gags. So, I'm I'm kind of looking at that, that announcement like depending on who they replace him with, I could be, you know, like I might just not be interested at all. Yeah. Just probably good. Like I could probably use watching less comedy news shows. No. No, no, because the replacement for that is actual news shows. Well, that's my point. Like yeah. I wouldn't replace it with actual news shows, but I, I do I think I would care less about politics if I wasn't hearing a particular. I don't want to say spin on it, but you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, even if I'm laughing at something, I'm still it's making me care more than I would normally. Well, if there's some way that I can hear um, complex political um subjects being discussed in any way that is not an echo chamber i'm all for it but sadly i do not think in 2015 that technology exists in, in all seriousness i would like um if you watch if you watch john oliver or last week tonight with john oliver he does a really good job of again devoting an entire show to a single topic and so you get some of that there are obviously bits where he is um kind of you know, oversimplifying things or going for the gag. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like the nightly show, they devote an entire show to a four person panel. And again, if it's good, you get a lot, a, a lot of different opinions. If it's bad, you get some kind of dumb opinions, <laughs> you know, um, cause usually there's at least one comedian and the comedian may actually know what they're talking about or they may not. Um, but I, I mean, I think, I don't know that I'd need three news shows is my point. Mm. It's, it's not just the echo chamber, although the echo chamber is an issue. It's also making that such a part of your life that, um, it has elevated importance compared to, you know, what's actually going on Mm -hmm. in your life, you know, in your local area. And that's why you have people making crazy Facebook and social media posts and whatever about things that will never affect them to score points and prove themselves right. If if it's important to you that I agree with your uh, political beliefs, uh, just just know that I do. Whatever <laughs> they are. 
But I, I will I will deny it publicly because I don't want to get involved with an argument. But you and me, we know we're we're on the same page. So yes. it's it's a secret between you and them. Yeah. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> you can take that however you wish. Um, <laughs> oh. Anyway. Yeah. Does anyone else have thoughts about that? Because I kind of. Uh, my thought is I want to create my own new show in the style of Brian Williams where I just start, um, I don't know, start talking about the time that I was in Iraq and, you know, took down Osama bin Laden by blowing up a helicopter. And No, I think the trick is to insert yourself into news that happened geographically next to you. So I think if you're within, say, I mean, you know, pick your own radius, say a 50-mile radius. If news happened, you can just say you were there. Seems to be how it works. Yeah, I mean, on, on, on some some level, I think you're explaining that as like the Brian Williams situation is like a microcosm of what, like, American 24 hour news has become, you know, you don't actually have to know someone who's affected by something as long as you feel it deep in your gut. You can speak for them. That's I, the, isn't that truthiness? That is truth. <laughs> truthiness is very truthiness. Oh. Truthiness is next to godliness. It doesn't matter if they actually did something offensive as long as you feel like it was offensive. And why wouldn't you? <laughs> Because everyone out there is trying to offend you. Yes. Except for John, who shares all of your political beliefs, but in secret. Yes, in secret. Because I do not wish to offend others either. Also, it's sexier that way. Yes, it's our little secrets between you and me, sweetheart. (laughs) Nobody has to know. (laughs) Oh, man. Even at 100. (laughs) Hashtag. No. (laughs) <laughs> oh yes, I agree with everything you say. No, I think you're going to get weak tea. <laughs> I'm okay with weak tea as long as it's got plenty of sugar in it. <laughs> I can't disagree with that. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> R.I.P. Journalism. We're in the media now. <laughs> no. Oh. No. Maybe. Yep. Oh, speaking of uh, integrity. <laughs> oh, um, this will be good. So I, I read about this today. Apparently, FXX aired a stealth pilot for a uh, Wheel of Time television series just so that they could keep the rights to it. What? That is insane. I kind of want to watch it, even though I don't think I will ever go back and finish those books. Well, it came on at like one thirty in the morning, like Sunday morning or Monday morning. Hmm. Yeah, it was it was Monday morning at like one thirty a.m. And it was it was just like this terrible rush job. But it was just so that they could uh, keep the rights because I think it's it's universal that um, owned the rights. But part of mm-hmm. the contract language was a TV uh, series had to emerge by February 15th 
Uh, didn't this happen with like one of the Fantastic Four movies or did. something? It did. Okay. Yeah, they did the same thing with that. So this is this is not the first time that such a thing happened, but I think what is is that they're trying to uh, capture lightning in a bottle with uh, Game of Thrones by saying, "Oh, this is this is like Game of Thrones, although it's it's not at all." I'm pretty sure there's far less sex and violence, but more magic. Yeah, but that to television executives that is inconsequential. That, oh, I know. Yeah, that is absolute fact. The the only thing is, can I sell it to people as Game of Thrones and get them to watch? Mm-hmm. And you'll yes. hate fewer characters. But man, that's an awful lot of work to go to to keep the rights to something. I mean, like what to some extent, like Game of Thrones and all that. I mean, I, I get, I I get the the thought in somebody's mind that they need to keep those rights, but. I mean, if you're so far off from doing anything with them, I, they're they're worth more for the potential, even though you know what you're getting for them in actuality. That just seems so. Ridiculous. It's very skeez. It's very skeezy. It is super skeezy. Oh yeah, my god! Especially if it's it's, it's locking it's you. Sort of. It's sort of that whole thing of yeah, we really did want uh, the Fantastic Four rights to actually go back to Marvel. That would have been great. Mm-hmm. If we can't keep them, no one can have them. <laughs> that's Nick some, that's Cage some... is Doctor Doom or something. I don't know. Oh Lord, that's oh, some fiendish like supervillain hand wringing. You gotta you gotta do when you're when you're making that. Oh my god, Doctor Doom isn't exactly you know the most um. I don't know, relatable of supervillains. True. I mean, Re- nobody really knows why he has the masters. It, it's it's like the Joker in the Dark Knight. There's like 17 different stories about why he has that mask. Also, he's just kind of a spoiled rich kid. It's but he does run the country. Well, does. Yeah. He's got diplomatic immunity. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a uh, a caricature of Eastern European countries, but but it is. But Go ahead and tell me it's it is. Oh, oh! Every so bit yeah, of that it. that that really happened. Um, now, before we get to uh, KIT, there was one other bit of news I wanted to uh, wanted to pass along. Although it's more local ish news. Um, guess who's going to Yamakon this year? Boom. Our good friends, the Slants. Really? I did see yeah, that. They're going to be, they're going to be at Yamakon this year. Hey, good so for them. If you can, if you can be in Pigeon Forge in December and brave the, uh, wreath laden hellscape, please do so. Yeah, I think we missed it this year, but, uh, we did, but I would... that was my fault, like but, uh, yeah, it's okay. We can, we can come back this year. Um, Stronger than ever. This will be the first time I've seen them since uh, Aaron left, which makes me sad. But oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah Simon's the only original member left, but <laughs> it's okay, we still love Simon. And then there was one plus and some then, other guys. And there's one plus some other guys. We're all cool people, but you know, true. We've 
been long those guys for a long time. So, although they're doing stuff with their life, we're still still hacks. We're still living in mom's basement. <laughs> no, we got we got things going on. We're we got doing good stuff. None of it has anything to do with Chainsaw Buffet, though. That is true. Yeah. I think that will always Only be true. Only tangentially. Chainsaw Buffet is the, uh, I don't know, the the hub that has allowed us to develop different skills and meet different people. And a particular set of skills, perhaps? I guess. It's, it's a podcast, though. And podcasts... Uh, podcasts come and go, except for this one, which just stays around. No, podcasts stick around. They just never... They are never. They are not themselves a path to any sort of success. However, you gauge success. Well, no, I mean, and we've had this discussion before. But if you look at like all the people that that supposedly have like, oh man, super successful podcasts, and that's who you want to be like. The vast majority, if not all of them, nobody either got famous because of the podcast or got success became successful because of the podcast nor did they really ever monetize the podcast right it, it was really the podcast ended up being more like a springboard for the stuff that they were doing off the podcast so you're telling me i can't use my podcast to uh, fund my vacation no here's the thing <laughs> okay 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 here's the thing um yes you can the the next but the question you ask is should you the answer is no <laughs> um unless you're doing it in a uh in a in a in a self-aware um no i'm not trying to trick my listeners kind of way mm. that's 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 the key there that's that's difficult i'm just saying Oh, shout outs to four kids. Uh, <laughs> I think you guys went a different direction with that. And I don't know. Uh, I, I I was kind of late catching on. <laughs> I kept thinking about like funding a vacation oh. on a podcast. There is a um, it was in front of one of the one of the riff tracks. Christmas events. Mm-hmm. They just played a bunch of like they had there's some Paul and Storm song where every verse is about how terrible no, it's not Paul and Storm. It's Jonathan Colton and John John Roderick. Um every verse is about how terrible a particular Christmas is. And literally the first verse is, you know. I put all this, you know, all the gifts on the card on credit cards this year, but next year I'm pretty sure my podcast is going to be <laughs> successful. It's like, oh, oh wow! <laughs> like it's become a joke that podcasts are not going to make any money. It is also the absolute truth. It is. It is both a joke and the absolute truth. But that's okay. That is okay. See, and the trick is the trick is is being aware of that. There are 
there are probably a large number of podcasts out there where the people still think, oh, no. Maybe the rest of you fools won't make it. But I'm special. I I will support myself on this. That is... <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. I don't want to go there. No. I, I do think that is a prevalent attitude in, in a lot of fan run. Oh, it absolutely is. John yeah. just dropped off. Okay. He's well, no, back. he dropped off. Then he was getting back on. Then it dropped again. Now he's getting back on. We'll see. That is highly unusual. Yes. Especially like, since I stayed on, but I am not. I'm I made sure to use wired connections in both cases. Uh, well, I was thinking like you guys are the ones that never drop off. Yeah. Well, Chad's not here. Well, and well, and my internet is is vastly improved from that from that bygone age. So that's nice. Ah, good times. What should we converse about while we're waiting for for John? I do not know. What's what's going on in your life? What's what's up with you, man? Let's let's talk. Let's rap. Let's rap. Let's real talk. What's uh, what's up? How are things? Things are okay. Just okay. Yeah. Put my uh, put my last let them dare game up on on Android TV. What's, what was your last game? The Ice Fishing Derby. The I, entire game on that. one screen. Yeah, I've definitely not not played that. Hmm. I have to rectify that at some point. Well, you would have to have a Fire TV or Nexus player. Oh, uh, good point. Saw one of those at Staples today. Looked pretty interesting. I I won't buy it, but <laughs> oh, maybe I will. I'll buy it just for your game. How about that? Is, is it worth it just for your game? It is. Say not. That it is. I don't know unless you want to like farm achievements or something. You're not an excellent salesman. It's you're, a free game. It, it was literally a learning experience. Your pitch is lacking something. It it was a free game. It was a learning experience. You you keep saying those words. I do not think they mean what you think they mean. What? Which one was a free game? Dead or Alive? Mm-hmm. Free game? No, we were uh, we were we were rapping about what we were into, and I I uh, mentioned I put my last Let Them Dare game up on Android TV for free. You know, man, oh, we're, okay. just having, we're just having some real talk. You you oh, have to you have to have a Nexus player or a Fire TV to run it. So so no can one run it on a Chromecast. Does that work? Don't think so. You need the remote or the controller. Hmm. Some old bullshit, Dylan. Kind of is. (laughs) I just wanted to see what it would take to get something on there and whether it even matters. Spoiler alert, it doesn't. No, I shouldn't say that. (laughs) Dang. No, one thing I've noticed is is the Android TV doesn't really have like 
it's got a home page, but you have to go searching. So it is not going to do your marketing for you. Mm. Dylan's keeping it 100. Yeah, he is. When I said real talk, I didn't realize it would get that real. Again, if you think you're going to uh, uh, make a video game and replace your day job, you will not. Okay, so I'm sorry. My Skype went all uh, Brian Williams on me. <laughs> um, what it was? Did you guys talk about the trip to KIT at all, Dylan? No, we were gonna wait because. Okay. All right. Well, it's been recording. Like the the computer kept everything, so it's just me oh. that missed out. Um, but anyway, yeah. When uh, you say your your Skype with Brian Williams, do you mean it got shot down, or it just <laughs> failed to work as it was supposed to it failed to work as it was supposed to <laughs> okay it did not do its job in the way that it meant to like it Dang. did its job properly for about 40 minutes and then just went and then all... there was just a massive flaw yeah Dang. like it's it said i received the call but you know <laughs> i had some very i had some uh, other people that that were you know on the scene verify that no the call did not go through wow okay that's some good stuff anyway yeah so we almost didn't make it we almost didn't make it to kit what's up with that yo um i i had a i want to say a flat tire but yes it was more of a blowout um i wish i in, I should have taken a picture of the tire after we uh, pulled off to the side of the road because uh, you could look straight through it. So this is more of a blowout than anything else. Yes. Yeah, we we did not slip on a banana. We got hit by a full-blown blue shell. I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know what hit me either. Like, it wasn't a... It wasn't like something small that spiraled. It got chewed up yeah it was it was bad i was mentioning it was cold and dylan's you know on the highway trying to change the tire and i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i I know i know how to make the thing drive i don't know how it works (laughs) i don't don't ask questions i i actually had forgotten how to use a jack for the most part like not the kind of thing you practice unless you know you're a NASCAR, no. you know. No, in fact, you you shouldn't you you shouldn't be too familiar with using a jack. That means you you have a problem with your car or your tires or something. I don't know. Or both. Um, or you live in Scott County and you just buy shitty cars and try and fix them up, but you end up spending seventy percent of your time on the road, on the road, as in on the <laughs> side of it. <laughs> You know, adjacent. I feel like you know someone like that, but then again, I'm. I'm I know guessing, plenty of people like that. I'm guessing that's pretty common. Like, I'm. I'm guessing there is. Yeah, that whole more or less that whole county. <laughs> Nathan can back me up on this. So anyway, we got the. I panicked and it was like, okay, call someone. We're going to have to be picked up. We're going to die here on the side of the road. I didn't think we were going to die, but you know what I mean? Like, this is not going to be fun. This is In not- fact, you did die. Yes, 
we're all ghosts talking mm-hmm. to you now. We're all ghosts. Yes. Uh, you will need to. Brian Williams a... reporting that uh, we're all ghosts. You want to make a contract uh, with us? You must write the contract, then kill it, so that it becomes a ghost contract. That's true. That's how that works. Um. So anyway, yeah, we we got that changed. Uh, we stopped in Crossville for like two hours waiting for Walmart to change the tire. The guy was like, "How fast were you going?" Because that thing was really chewed up. And I was like. 70 or 80 like i don't know what it was whatever it was it was exactly the speed limit <sighs> no it that's, was a little over the speed that, 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 that was exactly the speed i don't think that had anything to do with it though but no it no admission i, I hit it several times in retrospect we should have been like why are you asking you a cop <laughs> no cops uh <laughs> we barely... you gotta tell me if you're a cop otherwise we... that's just entrapment <laughs> know that you can entrap anyway um i don't know like it was funny because the the donut and i have not had a chance to check the my donut tire but it was running out of air as well when we got there so we could have been super screwed and as it was we just barely got there around the time uh mario kart was starting or, or our pool uh, was our starting. Pools, mario kart yes. had already started that is true. apparently no one else in the earlier pools had showed up on time Really? Um, so they, they messed around the pools. So instead of me and Dilling being in different pools, we were in the same pool along with um, a mysterious racer named Racer X. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> that, yes. That's um, awesome. Who did not talk. He just showed you thing, things on his phone or pointed or nodded, which made track selection kind of tricky. He, he amazing. was. He was wearing a motorcycle helmet and like a thing on underneath. So you couldn't see who he was at all. Like there's, there's nothing, nothing you could see about him. That's so um, But he got first in our pool. Um, Dylan and I had a tiebreaker for second, which sucked being in Dylan's pool. But yeah, uh, Dylan won. Um, so he advanced in our pool. And um, eventually uh, both you and Racer X made it into top eight. That is correct. We, uh, I think we were in different, um, pools the next time around. Yeah. Um, I can't remember how I did. I think I took second place in that one because the people who were playing were really good. Um, yeah. and I was, I, I was kind of drifting in and out. Like sometimes I was doing what really well and sometimes I was just choking it. It was horrible, but and yeah. and just to remind folks on what the format was, it was single elimination, but the top two from each group advanced. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I was eliminated after just one one uh, set of races. But Dylan could finish second and still make it into top eight. Um, yeah. So they did that all the way until they got to the final four grouping. But um, after after our original pool, Racer X comes up to me. Uh, shows me a picture of Chainsaw the Fan on his phone and says, I know who you guys are. And that should have been that should have been the tip off for me. Like hmm. I, I know I know this person, which you know makes a lot of sense because I I know I thought that was many... the tip off that you knew that yeah, guy. Yeah. But it, it was one of those, oh that's neat. But uh because I know a lot of people in the uh in the Nashville fighting game scene and at that tournament in particular. But I didn't know who it was like. I didn't put two and two together, just like Speed Racer and his brother. So I, I it's now confirmed that I am, in fact, Speed Racer. <laughs> um, it wasn't until after 
um, top eight on Sunday because he he lost in his top eight group. Um, but he goes up to the to the uh, to the booth where they're doing commentary for the live stream and starts to uh, take off his mask and everything. And uh, it turned out to be Milne, who's been on this podcast with me talking about fighting games before. I'm like, I should have fucking known. But I had no idea. Huh. So, so shouts to Milne. Um, that was that was easily the best thing I've ever seen. Um, very cool. But it was just fun. He was he was so committed to the bit, and on Sunday I was like, that that was amazing. <laughs> um. But Dylan, Dylan, you made it to top eight as well. Um, extremely jealous your first time out there. But what was, yeah. what was your general thought about the experience? Um, it was pretty neat. Like I said, I I hadn't really had a chance to practice the week before, and I was a little shaken up, you know, with yeah all the uh, and it was really tough. Like by the time I got into the main uh, like top eight, it. I, I choked and everyone was really good. So if you screwed up, I mean, it, it really cost you at that point. Um, at the same time, I feel like it was probably more casual than, um, fighting games in the sense that there's only so much you can analyze it. I think to a certain extent, yeah. um, cause, cause you're kind of playing yourself in a lot of it. Like you're, you're playing against the track for a good portion of it. Um, so I'd kind of like to see more stuff like this. I would go again, but, um, yeah, we're, whereas fighting games are so complicated that I just kind of tune them out. Cause mm-hmm. I know, you know, just trying to get in is going to be, um, be a lot of work. You kind of have to pick a game as it's coming out and just jump in with that. Mm. That makes sense. But I I really think these type of, and and if they could do this for other games, it, I mean, I feel like it would bring in more casual people like me, which Mm -hmm. may be good, may be bad. I also think if you're going to have games like uh, Smash for Wii U and Melee at your yeah. tournaments, that's not a bad way to grow your scene a little bit more because you're going to have plenty of crossover between, uh, you know, Mario Kart players and some of the more casual Smash players. So, you know, yeah. they'll they'll probably enter at least for a couple of events. Yeah, but I don't know. I could I could see it from the other side where it's like, ah, uh, you know, you don't want to. You you don't want to you know grow the event at the expense of you know the core purpose of the event if that makes sense. Well, sure, but that the thing is is that you know, I played in in like four games that weekend, but it's all kind of compartmentalized. Oh yeah, no, I understand that. Um, I, I can see it from the other side of like. You know, if you really want to get deep into a game and don't want to have to deal with, you know, a bunch of casual events, I I could, you know, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to spend 20 minutes shouting out everyone that was at that event because there are so many people and, and I love you all dearly, but I'm just not going to go into that. But I do I do think we should mention um, the night we hung out with, uh, you know, some of the MTAC crew and Jess from Momocon. 
um, yes. over at Jonathan Lauren's place playing Jackbox. Like we should briefly touch on on the magic that is Jackbox. Yeah, I've been I've got it on my Google Play, Amazon App Store, Steam. I think that's it. I've got that on my wish list there. Mm-hmm. Just waiting for them to drop the price from like $25. Essentially, Jackbox is a video game that um you load it up, it gives you a code, and then you visit a website on your phone or tablet and connect up to it. And you can basically play Balderdash, you know, games that are basically Pictionary, Balderdash, etc. Mm-hmm. from your tablet. So you can get, I think some of them support like 10, possibly 100 people. I think there's one that was... Holy crap. Something, I'm going to have to look this up. Um, but so long as everyone has a, a uh, device, mm-hmm. it's... Yes, Lysewater is 100 players. I will say that I despise Pictionary in general, but the Jackbox version of it, because, you know, you're doing stuff on your phone. And for one thing, most everyone's drawings aren't going to be very good. And for two, it's done totally in secret. You know, you're you're the only person that can see what you're drawing. You know, it it, it lends itself to... uh, you can play the game seriously and enjoy it, or you can be a complete troll and enjoy it, and everyone else enjoys it too. <laughs> like it doesn't ruin the game if you're being a troll. Mm-hmm. Yes, it. In most cases, everyone playing is doing the drawing or making up the, you know, like the answer or something. Mm-hmm. So, the pieces that people tend to enjoy more than the guessing. Like everyone gets to participate in. Hmm. So it's really well balanced in that sense. Um anyway, did you have anything else from KIT you want to talk about? I'm trying to think. Did you want to talk about any of the gaming you did? I suck. I sucked at, at everything. I mean, I I did okay in Marvel, not as well as I should have. Um, but I had a lot of really good players in my pool and I did Barrett smash and I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about Mario Kart and dead or alive. I just snared for shits and giggles cause it was free and I, I did horribly. Um, <laughs> but it was funny because, uh, someone I knew from Chattanooga, um, Jake Smith was in my Marvel pool and, uh, I played the Miami blast and, and beat them pretty badly, uh, this past Miami blast. And then, um, you know, when I'm in losers bracket, he show you know he shows up as being my next opponent. I'm like, well, I got a free win, and we just laughed, and I did win. It was it was pretty free, but um, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, he keeps challenging Phil, and I'm just like, man, I, I beat Phil's ass in Marvel. Phil, I think Phil made it into like top 16 or top eight of guilty gear though. Oh wow. Guilty gear is like Marvel for babies, but you know, <laughs> good on Phil making it into top eight. I should pick up guilty gear. If Phil can do top eight. I can do, I, I can probably win that thing. <laughs> Need to get on that guilty gear. Um, my, I think, I think a lot of my smash brothers success was I kept playing against people who were picking either like Marth or Lucina or link. I used to play Marth uh, a bunch in Melee and uh, play against Nathan's Link all the time. So I was like, whatever, guys, this is funny. 
But uh, yeah, that's that's my that's my two second report of of <laughs> my shit fest. Although we did the last the last day of the tournament because we we had to stay for top eight for Dylan because he was in Mario Kart, and uh, you know I was watching some other people because like uh, my friend Geo was in top sixteen of Tekken that was going on that day and. Uh, you know, Phil is in Guilty Gear. Uh, Patrick Boom Cube was in a uh, top 16 of Street Fighter and a bunch of other stuff. So I was bebopping around. But at one point, we came across uh, Yipes, the legendary Marvel commentator, asleep in the middle of the floor. <laughs> and there's a wonderful <laughs> photo of us with a with another passerby who wanted his picture um, <laughs> making face lying down on the floor next to Yipes and making this face at him. And I'll I'll post a picture on the site. This just it was tremendous. Wow. It was so good. <laughs> um and that was that was really the perfect way to cap that off. But, yeah. Uh, I'm really sorry I missed KAT. Yeah, well, maybe, was, maybe we can make a we can make a go of it next year because I hope so. This was there pimping out Momocon, so um, we talked and and you know Momocon's going to be doing some tournaments and stuff this year, so we brainstormed some ideas about that. And if you guys are going to be in in the Atlanta area at the end of May, you should definitely uh, sign up for some tournaments and head out to to Momocon. They just announced Justin Wong's going to be out there, so it's going to be good. Going to be a Very good time. Cool. Uh, yeah. But I do want to thank uh, Ian from KIT uh, for for hosting the event, uh, doing the interview with us beforehand, and and uh, everybody that that volunteered. They they did a good good job with everything this year, and we had a great time. So we appreciate that. But anybody else have anything for this week? Um, oh, oh Charlie. yeah. Um, because why not keep Momocon. talking? Yeah, why not keep talking about Momocon? Um, uh, this was. Oh crap! I don't remember when this happened. It was before KIT. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, um, there was an event in Chattanooga, uh, cosplay on ice, held, um, sponsored in conjunction, uh, uh, Momocon and Anime Blast Chattanooga. Um, I don't know how long this this one outfit's been doing this, but um. There's this this group or whatever that does this ice on the landing, and it's it's downtown Chattanooga, right across the uh, the street from the Tennessee River, and they set up an ice rink. I don't know how they keep it frozen. I don't know anything about it really, um, but you can pay so much to go and skate for however long. And um, and apparently, I get the my understanding is that. Um, Momocon has been like sponsoring these type of events like for several years, I guess in and around um, Atlanta. And at some point, the uh, some of the folks from Anime Blast were talking with the folks from Momocon and said, "Hey, why don't you? Could you, you know, want to help us put on one of these events?" Um, it. It wasn't the worst possible day for it. Unfortunately, it wasn't the best possible either, um, because it was a it was a very drizzly day. Uh, the very beginning of it, um, the rain held off for a little while, 
really, I mean, it's supposed to go for several, for a few hours. I'm not really sure, you know, how long they kept it going. On. I really wasn't even sure they were going to do it because I was looking at the, the frequently asked questions for just the ice on the landing thing. And it's like, well, what happens if it rains? And they gave this very vague answer of, well, if we decide to close it down, it's like, well, should I even bother trying to come down? Um, but, uh, I went down there and I did not skate. I only stayed for maybe like half an hour or so. Cause, um, we had things to do, but, uh, but it was pretty cool. I, I was, I was very happy to see they had a, at the very beginning of it, at least. And I'm, I'm sure it only, um, got better from there, but they, in, in that first half hour, they had actually a really good sized group of, um, of cosplayers show up, which, you know, I, I, the very idea of putting on one of those kind of things would give me some panic diarrhea. I'm pretty certain. Just because of the liability. Well, no, not, not the liability. It's just like when you do something like that, that's so dependent upon fans showing up. Like this is not a convention. This is a, this is a completely separate, you know, There's there's not even a rave. Yeah, there's there's not a rape. A 13-year-old girl could possibly die on the ice. I won't lie to you. There's just inherent danger there. There's more likelihood of that happening than at the rave, probably. Yeah. But um, that's not what the rumors say. Yeah. <laughs> but but it just that you're that dependent upon such a huge variable of you know, this only works if a decent amount of people show up. And not just people that are like fans of Momocon or ABC, but people in cosplay. And furthermore, it's outdoors. Like a cosplay event outdoors. Uh, that kind of thing would just terrify me to try to put on because like nobody's going to show up. But um, but despite the weather and the temperature, which really wasn't cold enough for ice skating, um, they had at least two Deadpools that I saw. Um, and then probably and a dozen other... where Deadpools are gathered is a uh, is a convention. <laughs> also, Jesus. Um, but it they had probably had by the time I left like a dozen cosplayers, and people were finally starting to get on the ice because I guess it takes a little while to pay your money, get your skates on, all that stuff. Um, but I did see. Um, I I really for whatever reason it really never occurred to me that Jess and Stucky would actually be there. Um, but they were, and, oh, and that's, that's why I was like, oh, this had to be before KIT. It was because Jess was actually saying, yeah, John's going to show me around KIT and teach me all about, you know, game tournaments. Um, but got to talk to them for a little while. got to talk to, um, to Michael from ABC. Um, at one point, although I've not been able to find it, so I don't know if they actually ever aired anything, but I know one of the local television stations was there um, and, and and recorded uh, some footage. But, yeah, I don't know because I went on to that channel's website later on and did a lot of searching. Like, okay, there's got to be one of these. If it's on here, there's got to be one of these keywords and could not find a thing. So I don't know if it ever aired or if it did. Maybe it wasn't its own like segment or piece maybe it was just like a brief mention maybe I, it was on the website or like on the morning show or something I, yeah so i i i couldn't find it but i believe just said like they had 
I could have sworn she said they had like three different news organizations that were actually going to show up or supposed to show up. Um, of course, by the time I left, the only one I ever saw was the the television station. But still, that was really cool. Um, so I don't know how it ended. And it started a little slow, um, what with the weather and all. I'm sure there are a lot of people just sort of wanting to be fashionably late or didn't want to get out of the car until, unless they saw that definitely other people were out there. Um, but but it looked, to, for all the world to me, like like it went off really well. So I was really happy for him. Um, Considering that going into it, I was like, "Oh man, this is like a like a seventy percent chance this isn't going to happen at all." Well, so. I don't know. Like I said, I think with because I think they're going to do something uh, partner with Hamacon next month. The really? Same way. Yeah. yeah, and but I think I think in in those cases you're working with a con that has a local community, especially with cosplayers built up, yeah. and so it's not as much of a risk. Um, you know, you've got people who really want to be there. It's not just like we have this crazy idea yeah. and we have a couple of people who will show up, but we don't know. Like, but man, know. that's still like that. I mean, that kind of a huge, even with, you know, a following that's, that's still like a huge, like I say, the whole outdoor cosplay and the very success of it depends on, you know, not just a few people showing up, but, you know, a decent sized group to where people are going to take notice. Oh yeah. I, I so, agree though. It is, it is kind of scary, but man, I mean, more power to him for being able to pull it off. That was really great. You know, all these uh, events being held, you know, Momocon and anime blast, Momocon and Hamacon, it makes you think that there's some sort of Southeast anime convention in Illuminati. <laughs> Wait, you mean there isn't? I've uh, I've never heard of it, but it, mm, of course it just makes you, you question. Just makes you question. Almost mm-hmm. like people who are involved in running various aspects of various conventions might have things in common with other people who are running various aspects of various com- conventions. Mm-hmm. Right. Follow the money. That's all I'm Follow saying. Follow the money. No, actually, I, I think it's a good idea, especially considering how big Momocon is, because I'm sure this is good for them, and it's also good for the smaller cons as well. Yeah. I mean, the really good part about for them is, like, they've got, you know, a lot of the the experience and, and muscle to, uh, at, you know, the putting these things on, and then they get to go outside or to the very edge of their, of their you know... Um, geographical area to yeah. to present themselves to people that may not, you know, be aware of them. I mean, yeah, it really is. It really does seem to be win-win for everybody. Agreed. Well, guys, anybody else got anything before we sign off for this week? No. Mm-mm. All right. Well, appreciate you guys for listening. We'll try and be more diligent in our recording going forward. Uh, no promises, though. But <laughs> in the meantime, uh, peace be with you and also with Beck. Uh, Kanye, uh, Kanye, just, just let him finish. Um, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah.